One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Red Men Radio. Uh, we're, we're basically going to spend the vast majority of an hour talking about how amazing Liverpool are after beating Barcelona uh, and dreaming of a potential double. Uh, clockwise away from me, uh, we have got Ross Chandley, we've got Bailey Shaw, and we've got Cy Fletcher as well. Kickoff question comes from Big Fudge XXL. Still the best name we've ever seen. It's pretty good. Like um, Glenn Murray knocks in an injury time header to tie the game and hand Liverpool a title, but your firstborn child looks like Glenn Murray for the rest of its life, receding hairline and all. Um, I, I thought about this, and I, does I that think, mean does that mean Jack becomes? I, this is yeah, the important yeah. question. This is more of an important question for for me and Ross because yeah. we actually have firstborns. <laughs> and <laughs> yours means, is a boy, though, so it's probably not as bad. As it's true, true. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but like, I have to give. I have to basically deform my my beautiful child and myself for for this, and I'm, that's a tougher question. So I will, I will ask yourselves. Uh, I literally said it could look like sloth. From from the Goonies, full on, and we'll be called, yours. and be called, like, <laughs> and be called to look like Billy Joe Kevinson, like the worst name. <laughs> looks like shit. If we win the league, yeah, um, yeah I'd, I'd say yeah. But what you'd have to do is you'd have to make sure that you kept it a secret from the child that you'd made this path. <laughs> <laughs> it's your fault. But, it, but it also, the 50-50 chance that it's a boy or a girl it, is a thing. If it's a boy, then it's more livable with than it's a girl. If it's a girl, obviously, but you'd have to keep it a secret because your child would be like, you selfish bastard. You made me look like Glenn Murray for the rest of my life for something that I wasn't even born for. <laughs> yeah. I didn't enjoy Liverpool winning the league. I, did, I couldn't care less whether they win it or not, to be honest. Listen, I wasn't born. I had a three-day and piss say, up listen, and yeah. was it worth it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, if, what, if, what if there's a question like where she she sees Brighton on the TV like highlight reels of when we won the league and that's the goal and she's like <laughs> hang on <laughs> what <laughs> is that my real father yeah. Yeah. No, 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 it's a whole thing shut up Glenda next time we meet I'll tell you about Glenn Murray. oh my god uh, right news in brief very much in brief because we'd rather talk about Barcelona uh, De Ligt apparently turned down Manchester United um, Ross that's going to happen a lot to them this summer isn't it it's boss. Um, it just we covered it on the round of league earlier this week. Just going, what reason have you got to go to that club? Mm. We see there's so many clubs on it, well, but it's not that anymore. It's not money. Simon makes the money yeah. gesture. Because by the way, for podcast listeners. look at look at what's happened with Alexis Sanchez. He's just ruined the whole thing for him. Saying four hundred grand a week. That's that's 
the standard now for Manchester United. Someone goes there. That's why uh, Herrera's not signing a new contract. That's why De Gea's not signing a new contract. They're going, you've got a guy there who doesn't play football who can't grow a moustache. He's on double the money that I'm on. And he, ne- he, never, he never plays. So that's what we, And they've had a lot of people that have been there and hasn't worked out, that have gone for money. Di Maria, Sanchez hasn't worked out. Mkhitaryan didn't work out. There's a list of people. Yeah. And you go there now, what, what's the pull? Like if, you're, if you're money incentivised, United need to change that. And go, you need to stop buying people and stop the cash. The thing is, I don't well, think they do need to change that, if I'm perfectly honest. I think well, not from carry, our perspective, just no. Just carry on. <laughs> carry <laughs> yeah, on with yeah. this forever and ever. This the, is the, glorious. The, the problem with players going to clubs for money is they probably, chances are, they're a talented player, but they've got the wrong mentality that yeah. you need yeah. to, to, to push on, yeah. like, like Liverpool have done. And, and oh. like Sutton Klopp always goes on about is how important the character of the player is before he signs them. There's a possibility that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer could sell them on a dream. Like, you know, hey, look, I'm doing this, I'm bringing back the glory days, and look, I've got Alex Ferguson's phone number. Isn't that lovely? And the, all these new kids are like, who the fuck's Alex Ferguson? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but... You're right, it's money, you know. And you, you, Mike, like Doug Delic, for, for example, he's like 18, 19 years old. He, he'll know he's got a very long career ahead of him. There'll be no pressing desire for him to go and earn 400 grand a week where he can go and earn, he might earn a quarter of that, but he'll learn how to be the best centre half in, in world footy. Yeah, I'm um, a title challenge. And Malta mm. and potentially win stuff. Yeah, it's glorious. Absolutely glorious. That, that was just on, on to that. The, that was the best thing, I think. So, was it? Obviously, the game and everything was phenomenal, but if you take away sort of like the fans' reaction to it, I saw United fans, I saw Arsenal fans, all respective fans saying, that's where I want my club to be. Mm. You know, that's exactly what we're missing. Arsenal fans and United fans are the core of that, saying, you know, we've got an all right manager, but the the system's just broken. And how do we get from step F where we are now to step A where Liverpool are? And Mm. and United are, they don't even have the blueprint. They're not even, they haven't taken any steps. They don't even know where to go with it because you're right, the, the manager. No one's going to come to them for that. Mm-hmm. No one's going to come to them because of the state they're in. Not going to come for the competitions that they're in. Mm-hmm. So it is just the money, and and you attract the wrong crowd with that. that. A lot of players will have grew up supporting Manchester United, yeah, yeah. and 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 they look at Old Trafford and stuff like the they come back against PSG and stuff like yeah. like like they've had good moments in the in the last year, but it's the fact that Solskjaer had his good results and then. All of got the job and, yeah, then and then got the job and it's, got, and, it, and it's gone to shit in the same way that it went to shit for Mourinho before him mm-hmm. and, and Van Gaal and Moyes be, be, before that and Solskjaer isn't proven as a manager that yeah, and he hasn't got enough experience to, to prove he, he could well do it he could well do it but he, he hasn't shown that he can bounce back from a poor runner result and get the dressing the room back the thing that Liverpool had when we started rebuilding the Klopp was Klopp helped paper over some of the cracks because we weren't spending the biggest money on wages and we weren't delivering success. You know, we 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 dropped out of the, you know we were back in the Europa League, weren't we? And it wasn't and then I wasn't things weren't going weren't going great and Klopp's reputation was enough to get us to kind of get us off the ground until we built everything else around it. I think you need a few things and I think you're right more and more just money's not enough of a solution because if money was the right thing, bear in mind, Mourinho, as much as everyone kind of turned on him this season, still a phenomenal manager. Yeah. Still you know and I have no doubt that if he was given a budget the same size as Pep and whatever he probably would have done a bit you know at least been a bit more competitive but you know it, it, can be a fucking river yeah, either way it, it, and it's the, the Klopp thing's interesting for me because obviously Klopp came in but the calibre of team we had were between 6th and 10th mm-hmm. you know, the, the players we had they weren't on big wages so we had he didn't have egos in the dressing room whereas Solskjaer's coming in after managing two mediocre two clubs big, yeah. coming in and the, when he's got Paul Pogba David De Gea Lukaku Sanchez on shooting he's got huge names to deal with in the in the dressing room, and he whereas he and he needs to clear it. He needs to balance the books and, and re-establish himself as the manager. And it's, I don't know how you do that. Like, what, what, his response is definitely like, oh, 
I'll tell Fergie on you. Yeah, I'll tell yeah. Fergie. Yeah. Ah, never. Go and celebrate a two-two draw at West Brom. Come back with parking a piss taken out you for two years and see where you're at. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so yeah, that the latest on uh, Maxi Gomez, Alberto Moreno's future, Marco Sensio, and Moore's on the Reds News Roundup Show on the RedmenTV.com this week. I'm going to be plugging this a lot because it's great because Liverpool are in a Champions League final and we get to build up to that for a fortnight. So uh, yeah, if you want to watch that, get over to the website. Um, Go sponsor this week. It is Tokyo Time. Um, they do. Genuinely phenomenal headgear. Um, I own two what of them. Let you Bailey, Bailey. You know, I mean, not not right now. No. Um, in fact, I tell you what. Go and grab the go and grab the caps if you would be so kind, Bailey. Not a problem. And we'll do we'll do what what we'll do is for video watches. We're just going to do the most incredibly seamless transition back into Bailey returning. Bye. There we go. Perfect. Fine. Anyway, yeah, uh, Tokyo Time headgear. We've got some a selection of caps which everyone can have a little peruse at and a, a look at and what have you. In video form, we listen to in podcast form. Let me just assure you that it is absolutely phenomenal, top quality headgear in a range of styles uh, to suit every uh, every kind of colour scheme you're going for. Bailey is a big is a big hat guy. With this, look at this. I know he's got to this cover. I have to do he's this. Got, He's got to hide the mane. Yeah. Um, I look a, I look a bit soft if I wear caps, so I'd, yeah. I'd make them look bad. Yeah. So so I, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna not too bad. Do them over by putting Bailey very on. much suits these. Yeah. He does. Yeah. He does. No, it's probably not the same shade red as last year's. Case, but that's it? a potential red men. There's a potential red men hat. There's also a, a, again go on the website and we'll leave a link in the description <laughs> underneath. Uh, and there's a discount code for you wonderful wonderful. Uh, Watchers, listeners, and subscribers use code REDMEN10, capitals R E D M E N 1 0. Pulls off pink. Sorry. Sorry. You're just keeping amongst yourselves. Um, yeah, REDMEN10 for a 10% discount on the, on the whole range of phenomenal gear they've got over there. But I would highly recommend, you know, we can't really do them do them justice because none of us look quite as good in them as Bailey Shaw. Um, you know what? Mikey, not doing that again. <laughs> That's quality. Uh, so yeah, go to the website, check it out, and get an amazing ten percent discount. Thanks to us. Tell them we sent you as well. Always good. Um, so Barcelona. Um, don't know if you've heard, lads. A little game of football last night. Um, Do by we have all to accounts. Talk about this. Oh, oh, got it. Go on. Yeah. Just want to talk about Newcastle for a bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what was really funny was. Um, I sorry, I'm getting people ringing me. It's very unprofessional. Um, not as unprofessional. You see Graham Sunes getting rang the other day, live oh, on yeah. Sky. But it just didn't bat an eyelid. I have totally blinked there. Um, yeah, Barcelona. Everyone had us written off, and I'll be perfectly honest. I, 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 I had us written off too. I and you know, you know me. I'm, 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 I always tend to see the positive in things, but I was. It felt like a foregone conclusion. Yeah, I just felt a bit down going into the game. I couldn't really be bothered going, even in the car on the way to the match. I know you went to the coach greeting. I didn't. I, I couldn't get there in time for the coach greeting. But I, we were in the car and just like you ain't really talking about the game. It was just kind of like we were going there because we were going there. We had to sense of duty. Yeah. Um, but then as soon as as soon as I got into the ground, I, like literally, I had one pint and then I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm up for the. You step out and it, the noise is brilliant. Um, I I just love I, I don't know how well it came across on the telly, but the 
that the noise before the first kickoff yeah. was like no noise I'd ever heard in my life. So yeah. I ended up taking the kickoff, and it just it, it comes as like a bit of a wave, and it just starts, and then it just got louder and louder and louder and louder and louder until until he kicked off the ball, and then it's just a roar, come on, and and it, that really set the tone for for ninety minutes every time Barcelona had the ball. The whole crowd is booing them, and quite often we'll have those atmospheres where we'll start booing, and then you kind of get bored of it more than anything yeah. else. So after about half an hour, you're just like, oh, I've been booing these for, for for the whole game. Like, <laughs> how long can you boo for? But this, but last night it just didn't stop for the whole game. What was, was what it? It was incredible. What it did, it was the best, the best atmospheres, and we've had a few of them in recent years. Bailey is that booing, but then we boo. Until a, a chorus of a song kicks off, yeah. and then everyone just starts singing that. It's singing that instead. And I referenced this last year in the Champions League run. This is what the difference was. And I think it's why it's helped us go up to another level. In thirteen fourteen, all we really had was booing, and we had maybe had the Suarez song. We had a couple of songs, but we've got so many songs, and we've not just got a couple of ones that you you do one like one go of, and that and that's it. You've got the Virgil Van Dyke song, and you've yeah. got the Roberto Firmino song, and you've got you've got you know Ale, and you've got these songs that you can go on. Can you can go for five minutes on these alone? Mm. So it was just this either making it incredibly hostile or incredibly supportive, and it kind of just it kind of went wherever it needed to go. Yeah, and it, you don't get a break. You know, I I love that the Arsene Wenger post thing, or, or the, no, sorry, the Arsene Wenger pre thing before before when he was previewing it on being sports, and he was saying. There's one ground in the world you don't want to have a second leg tie at, and that's Anfield. Yeah. Always has been, and it always will be because of exactly that. And you're right, being back in this Champions League and from what Jurgen Klopp's done in terms of making us believe that we are the Titan that we thought we were 10 years ago, it's done wonders. And I, I genuinely, even when I watch it on the telly, I'm like, it's like an orchestra. Like, mm-hmm. just, just to sit there and listen to that, because it just, it rings around and it's it's poetic almost, just listening to that. And, and to, to you know to give it the the fuck off Suarez in between sort of absolute into into Alayla into you never walk alone and just just songs that are just like it, it's stunning. We um, when you consider uh, we did a bit of this on was it the build up show and we talked about like it's four seasons since we played Real Madrid yeah. under Brendan Rodgers and the team that we put out there and like and it's funny because Chris got caught on camera doing this but like giving Ronaldo a round of applause mm-hmm. going off the pitch because he battered us he was brilliant and you know we've, we've, we'll always do that to world class footballers who put in those kind of showings but there was none of that we didn't give them a chance to breathe and like, you know Chris is doing stats and tactics on the Messi stuff and he's adamant that he had a brilliant game and I'm like great so brilliant that he didn't score or get, get an assist good, good on him but we gave him a ton of time and there was no like Oh look, it's messy. Oh, what a privilege it is to watch this wonderfully talented footballer. It was just boom, Messi, boom, yeah, Messi made the first mistake by trying to wind Andy Robertson up in the first few yeah. minutes. And and if there's one person that the, the, the Anfield crowd won't let you try and wind up or try and have a go at, it's Andy Robertson. Oh, and, Andy. And, and, and and again, it's just that kind of thing. The chorus and the whole roar of his name goes up, and then. Messi's got everyone on his back from that point, and yeah. he, and, and and Suarez, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Suarez did the same, try, trying to wind people up, and the, the, when they're on the pitch, we're, we're behind them, and and that makes them just feel ten foot ten feet tall. Going, you're trying to wind me up, but look, there's fifty thousand people here singing my name. It's what like that. Do? It is that thing, isn't it? Us, like we all do. We're all more confident in, in, when we've got our mates around us. It's why, like, you, you get a gang of lads, and they're more confident getting into fights. Now, imagine being in a situation where, because Messi's got this at the new camp. I've never seen anything quite like the way they deify him and the, the Messi and the, the bowing and all that stuff. It's it's astounding when you see it in person. But like, there's like the best part of fifty four thousand people there who would just spark him out. If Andy Robertson went <laughs> yeah. and pointed yeah. at him, went go ahead, 
there'd be just you just you know having that behind you and it, again it all it all it all feels into it because we were desperate to just get tell these lads that they meant nothing to us and we wanted to destroy them. I, I think before the first, like, I think size right. I think there's, there's a respect was there for mm. Messi. Kind of thinking you, you guys that went over, oh, go see Messi in the flash. It, there is that. Oh, God, yeah. As soon as the kickoff goes, I think you're right. They set the president for themselves of, of being quite gnarly and a bit of a prick and something that. I've never seen from Messi before because you know, every time you see clips of him or you know you watch him on telly, he's yeah. like he's so good at football and then, but that the, first you see the tricks and flicks. Yeah, like, that's what he's seen. Not the snide. That makes him a better player for you. Yeah, but I didn't expect that from him because I've never seen yeah. him do it before. Yeah. And it's such a shock when you watch it on telly first. Like, and, and like, we spoke about it on the final word. It's going well. If that's how you want to play it, then, then Sam will do that. Suarez was I kind of expected it from him to be honest, but not to the extent that he went to. And then even before, and he was still doing mind games and stuff. And it's like when you're three 0 down, I think you take any margin that you can going into a game. We're going to yeah. get on top of you, and we, it's worked for us before. We showed them games against City, Chelsea in '05 and stuff. You know, it was a long time ago. We did it then, mm-hmm. and you know, or even Olympiacos. It, it works. It's a psychology yeah, thing. Teams come and go, Bailey, but and, and, and crowds evolve. But you've still got core people there who, 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 who carry it through now to behave mm. in those kind of situations you know, you've got the old heads in the crowd and the, you know, the, the, the crowds move on far slowly than, than teams and, and managers and all that do so mm. it's relevant like yeah. those nights those great nights the, you know, my, my dad talked about it on the final word like St Etienne and, and Inter Milan in, in 65 I think it was and you know that that's like in the blood it's a bloodline of Liverpool fans that carries through and mm. this this feels now this is the the perfect marriage, and we saw it at the end in the celebrations with the, with the players as well. It's the first time in Yonks that we've gotten back to this notion of everyone's on the same page. Yeah. We've got an elite level team yeah. and, a, and, a, and, a, and a fan base that's prepared to, to up its game in, in response and, and vice versa. Yeah, and it's, the, the, the interesting thing is like when you look at like the generations of pundits, the same because it, it, it reflects with the fans, obviously, but you... Um, you see the pundits' opinion with Sunes saying Anfield's the greatest place ever, to then Carragher saying it, to even now Trent coming out and saying it. Like it, it, it doesn't change. If anything, it gets worse in terms of how hard it is to play there because mm. we've gone so long without a trophy. So every time that we get close, we're not going to let it go without a fight. And it's that. I think Barca got it wrong from the start. Letting Suarez take a kick off. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. What yeah. are you doing there? Yeah. Like to, to to piss off the crowd from minute one when you already can already hear how how, how ready we are. I that's just it, like setting. Yeah. That's like putting pe- petrol on a fire. I think yeah. it's. A, I think that's an arrogance thing. And, and I, th- I think Suarez. Because how many times did we see opposition crowd bo- uh, boo Luis Suarez or saying Luis Suarez, we know what you are and all yeah. that, and he would just thrive off it and he buzz off it. But there was never. It, I think the fact that it was coming back to Anfield, and he even said that when he was doing them man games, I think I'll probably get more more claps than boos or something like that. How, how, how wrong he was was there. <laughs> and, and but it, and then the teams that we were playing didn't have the mental strength that this Liverpool side have got, and and, and they didn't have the talent this Liverpool it's side have got. Yeah. Sterling yeah. comes back, he stop playing. Yeah. Yeah. But, 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 but I don't think Sterling's got the strength that Suarez has got. I, th- I don't think Sterling thrives off the booing as much as Suarez does. Yeah. You see, like Norwich every time. So Suarez, the thing is, I I think he he he's just Liverpool is a stepping stone to him, and as much as he would have loved this time, and you know, and he, you know, he definitely would have he tried to leave for Arsenal, and then look, you know, cheat it how you want to, like, but it's no surprise that he bit someone before twice yeah. before leaving a, a football club. I think he he he, he thinks he you know he knows he, Barcelona was his stage. He wants to he felt that that was getting to the top stage, and we're like. And I think you know we've been a bit down in the dumps since he left because he's the best he's the best player we've had to, and to, who wanted who didn't want to play for us anymore. Certainly for a couple of years. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And 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 it's great just to be like 
it's like walking back in and, and seeing your ex and just yeah. being in the peak of physical condition and being like it's literally that yeah. I was I'm better than you and I always was better than you yeah. you caught me on a, on a bit of a downward arc or whatever yeah. but oh my god I wouldn't even now I wouldn't even <laughs> yeah. throw it at me and I wouldn't even go near you so yet. spot on and yeah. I love I just love the fact that we were just he obviously thought you know like the, the, he obviously considered how we'd react to him we were just like fuck off you you little gobshite I mean, and I'm sure in time to come I you still know, adore him yeah you know and I'm sure there'll become a time when we see, when we see him in a non a non combative sense. People will be able to look back on it fondly, absolutely. But I love that in that sense. It's like no, there's no love lost. We don't give a fuck about you. We give a fuck about us. You know, yeah. Luis Suarez's reputation for all the good memories he gave. All he did was he got us close to a title and then fucked off. So yeah. you know, ultimately, great, good on you. I'm glad you've had a great career. But we're not going to let our love diminish our support for what's happening right here, right now. Yeah, yeah bollocks to him. Like, um, I want to talk about Joel Matip. Sorry, um, and look, it's fair to say I think he started the season as Liverpool's fourth choice centre half. Um, I think most of us were kind of largely happy with that. He um, he has been phenomenal. I I go all the way back to the Napoli game in the in the, in the group stage when he he put a massive header in right at the end and he broke his collarbone yeah. and he'd actually been in yeah. good form up to that. Goes out for a bit and to be honest. I think a lot of us thought, oh, well, that'll be the end of it. Gomez will come back at some point, and Lovren will get his place back. Gomez's injury was longer. Lovren was just Lovren. And John Matip got back to fitness, got back in the side, and to the point now where I've got no qualms or complaints about Joel Matip as a centre-half in any way, shape or form. I think, I think he has been great and I think he was exceptional. He's been unbelievable. Life. I think he deserves every praise in the world for, for what he's done this season because I think Klopp would have been, if a decent offer had come in for him in the summer, Klopp probably would have been alright to let him go and I don't think anyone would have missed him really. No. Mm-hmm. But but you'd miss him now if he was If to someone go had come summer. in with like 15 or 20 million, yeah. say, which is still a lot of yeah. I just think that's a lot of money. You know, yeah, We yeah. would have felt that last yeah. summer. I think we'd have all... Gone. Okay, yeah, go ahead. And, 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 and to go from that, where he's behind Dejan Lovren and Joe Gomez, who Lovren's had all sorts of problems, and, and uh, the fans don't particularly like him, some don't anyway. Mm-hmm. Joe Gomez, who as talented he is as a kid, and massive, massive behind them, to go from probably. He's, he'll probably start in the Champions League final in a few weeks yeah. and it'd be really unfair on him if he didn't start in the Champions League final no matter how fit Joe Gomez is yeah. and he does, as I say he deserves every praise in the world and I know Van Dijk helps him Van Dijk helps everyone that he plays alongside and that's no criticism of, of the, the player is it? And all that. no but it, it, it's game after game after game he's just been pretty much faultless he's been so dominant he's so good on the ball he, he creates chances he can dribble with the ball and, and, and beat men <laughs> he, he, he's, he, he's enjoyable to watch as a centre back he's been fantastic the big criticism of him Ross was I, I think he was a bit passive like you didn't trust him in a yeah. battle and I, in some respects I, I said this a, a few months ago he was our prototype Van Dyke. I think we bought him to do the job that Virgil does because he's, he's kind of got that he's big in the air he's good on the ball he doesn't dive into tackles he likes to let things play out but he's a bit he doesn't have that when it, he never had that when you needed to go in and be an absolute prick and go and get into a fight he never was seen to be able to transition between that I don't have that complaint about Joel Matip anymore. No, that's the, one of the best bits of you know those weaknesses that he had. I think even control on the ball. He reminded me of Sacco at times, just thinking his composure wasn't there. Yeah. Now I'm sound with it. Going into a tackle, you know, if, it, if it's a header or on on the ground, you know, he's got the fight, determination to go and win the ball. And, you know, I think you get caught up because he's been there for so long. He's like, well, come up to three years now. I think in you know 
you've had your chance, you're not going to improve on those things, and, and he has done, and he come back to the competition that Klopp's created in, in that side of going, you know, with Lovren getting injured all the time, and Gomez, you know, you need to step up now, and he hasn't done, then sound, and the other thing as well, he's been banging on about Chamberlain and Robertson, but it was free. Yes. <laughs> it cost mm. a penny. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking stupid. Yeah, no. And he's got a brother, I found out yesterday. Oh, wow. Do you know what his brother's called? Oh, Chris told me this. Go on, tap for the audience. Marvin. Marvin Matip. Marvin Matip. Fantastic. And actually, f- fun fact, Joseph Desiree Job, he used yeah. to play for Middlesbrough, he's his cousin. Oh, wow. There you go. There's yeah. knowledge. Yeah. There's knowledge there. Yeah. Cameroonian Jog. football incest. Yeah, is that yeah. what it is like? <laughs> yeah. like yeah. Everyone's just all footballers just keep keeping it together. family tree. Yeah, yeah. wow. songs, his dad. I bet <laughs> <laughs> it's dead. It's defo dead thin and branchy, isn't it? The uh, massive yeah. family tree. Yeah. Like. Um, no, I, I, I've been I've been absolutely made up with him. And, um, and Bailey, the thing again, Luis Suarez, he, he'd been given, he'll have been given an option. Most centre forwards have the option. Of who, which it, because most people play one up front, sort of variation there on, and you've got to you've got to pick your battle. Are you going to pick the battle against Virgil Van Dijk? You're not really, are you? Mm. So you're going to go against whoever Liverpool's other centre half is. And I, I said this on the final way, but Suarez will have been rubbing his hands together. He'd been looking at Joel Matip and going, "He's a bit tall. He's a bit awkward. I like to get in and around people. I'll push him. I'll bully him out of this game." Matip had none of it. He was throwing Suarez to one side. He was beating him to the ball. He was dominating him in the air, and he wasn't being flustered when he was in possession as well. Mm. Again, just how he how he handled himself in that game was was yeah commendable. And it, it's not even just this game. Like you go back, definitely in the away leg, Matip was better than Virgil Van Dijk, and he had a better performance. You can go back and look at the last few performances he had prior to that. He's been on the same level, if not exceeding that level, and obviously because he's not got the the aura of, of Van Dijk and just sort of basically before it kicks off, you know Van Dijk's going to be immense. But it, it gives it just it's another sort of tale for me that you look at other teams in the league, look at like Chris Smalling and Phil Jones for United. You know they are their first choice centre halves, and like he's our fourth, and that's testament to the fact that and it, and it goes on into the summer transfer window. People are going to be chomping at the bit to sit on our bench. Yeah. Let alone be in our first team yeah. because they know the levels of uh, of game that they the levels of their own game that will be raised by this team. Well, we were in a situation not too long ago where I think we were probably getting into January and we were all going, okay, Van Dijk and Gomez sound, but I get I get rid of Matip and I get rid of the Lovren and now and it, and and there's a few players that fall into this like Divock Origi being a great example of it. So you're like, well, there's no point. No. As long as he's happy to to fight for his place and play and, and play a degree of a part, like Matip is, is different to Origi in this sense. Is that Matip? If he continues to play at this level, he'll just partner with John Van Dijk. You yeah. know what I mean? He will be our first choice partner for for Van Dijk. Um, so again, that, that that's that's the, the, what we're talking about this 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 battle, this fight for fight for competition or whatever. It shows the mental strength of him and and, and a number of those players there that he's absolutely prepared to to stand up for the fight. And I honestly didn't think he I didn't yeah. think he possessed. And, and it's it's just another testament to the. The atmosphere the clock must have in the training ground because how often have we seen these players who you think have been shut out a little bit? Origi, um, Moreno came in and had a good run of form before mm-hmm. he got injured, and Robertson rightly rightly took his place. Massive, Lovren's done it a bit as well. Where like you'll get took out the team, but 
Klopp, Klopp will be telling them on the training ground, look, you're you're not in the team at the minute, but I still trust you as a player. Yeah. And he, he fills them with this belief. So when they do need to come back into the side, then they're ready. And 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 he's obviously training them well to to, to know to, to know to be ready and making them watch the players who are playing well on the pitch at the time. I I still think Joe Gomez is probably his first choice partner for Van Dijk, mm-hmm. but like uh, and and rightly so because he was fantastic in the yeah. first half of the season. And the fact he's so young that his ceiling ceiling can get higher and mm-hmm. higher and higher. But we play so many games that massive, massive sticks around. He still plays an awful lot of games for and, us and next season. And the fact that we we still don't know how well we can rely on Joe Gomez. And fitness. there's no rush. There's no rush with him. There's no, no need to be like. It gives us the option he's to got yeah. to play every game because yeah. we've got no quality. It's like again now. I'm just like you said to me. You said, like you said before. Joe Matip starts the Champions League final. Okay. Who would have thought when if, if you'd have said when Gomez the week before Gomez broke his leg against Burnley. Gomez is barely going to play for the rest of the season. You'd think shit. Mm, yeah. you'd, you'd think, well, what are we going to do? Because you don't know how much you can trust either the fitness, and that's another thing that yeah. Matt has done very well. Yeah. He's kept fit, and he broke his collarbone for going in for a challenge. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't legislate no. for that, and that's a heroic bit of defending. Yeah. You, it, one of the criticisms of Matt is that he hasn't been able to stay fit and touch wood. He can't stay, he can't stay fit for the for the rest of the season, and then go, go, going into next season. But that that shows that he's been training properly. He's been looking after himself properly, yeah. which is more than you can be said for Lovren. Like, yeah, in yeah. the bigger picture as well. You know, you go into the transfer window. Klopp said it, didn't he? And I think everyone thought he was taking a piss. Going, there's not many better centre backs than Lovren and Matip. Yeah, saying I was right. So you know, there's other areas in the pitch that we need to improve in the summer. Well, are you getting better left back or centre halves? And you are, but you're spending 80, 90 million pounds of your budget rather yeah, yeah. than going getting back up for no Matip need. and Marnie, whatever no else. Need, isn't it? Um, Alison Becker. Ross, he, um, I mean, look, he's a beautiful man, we know this. He was exactly the goalkeeper that we needed in that game of football. When you looked at it, you looked at the comparison with him and Ter, Ter Stegen, and he made everything look absolutely effortless. You know, he's making saves, he's, going, he's getting down low, he's pushing them away, he's, he's catching things, his distribution was, was spot on, etc. And it's just that, that total confidence that he exudes and you consider, like, it's funny, isn't it? Because I, I always do this, and I always have done this throughout my history of being a Liverpool fan, is you just, you see the best in the players that you've you've got there. I I, I was prepared to see a bright future for your, your ego biscans, and, your, you know, and, and looking at your lot of carriers of this, of this world, but, you know, you consider it. Now, it's, it seems astonishing that we've managed to do anything at all without a, goal, a goalkeeper as good. And now that we've got him, it may, you know, he can't... You realise just what we've been missing. Yeah, I think it's difficult to judge sometimes because he has very little to do, doesn't he? Because mm. our defence and midfield are so good. But that's that's the difference between you know, a good goalkeeper and a world class goalkeeper. When he's called upon to go and do something, make the save, yeah. and it's not just last night. You can name a handful of games that he's and more than that probably that he's on the season, like Napoli in the group stage. You already mentioned before, yeah. he doesn't make that big save. We're not sat here talking about beating Barcelona because <laughs> we we would have been out and get EP last night. You know when Jordi Alba is through. Convinced myself in, in two seconds that they'd scored. Mm. But you know, it's right. We, he, he, we, when you got him in there, just mm. sticks his hand out. He knows, and he's got the confidence to go and do it as well. And it's not it's not often because you think of Fabinho, and you think he's right sound. Get past him. You have got Van Dijk. You got Van Dijk. Get past him. If that, that ever happens, you have got Allison there as well. And just thinking, <laughs> if you're on the team, 
just give up. Yeah, we were always going to need Allison in that game last night because yeah. we were three 0 down against Barcelona. We were always going to have to take risks, push our fullbacks on. We're talking about this on the man of the match shows on the website now. It was a great show actually. You're pushing your fullbacks on and your midfielders have got to try and get into the box like they were. And you know, you, maybe Mane isn't going to be able to track back as much because you need them up there to, yeah. to try and hit them on the counter. There was always going to be times where Messi or Suarez or the or the others were going to get chances. And every time he did, Alisson was there to, to, to make the save. Yeah. And he just did it without any sort of force. And, and, yeah. he just, and then when he had the ball at his feet, there was no pressure. He was just uh, uh, moving the ball on. And it, it, it took the pressure off us so much. And he was faultless. It resonates with the crowd as well, doesn't yeah. it? I think like you even go back 12 months where he bought him. But in that situation, the ball was getting passed back. Like, he's just... <laughs> like get, get, rid of, get rid of it. There was one moment, I said, I've not mentioned this anywhere else, there's a fella behind, just behind him to the, the right of me, and he was there a few weeks ago, and I think I mentioned him then, that he hates, or he doesn't hate, he just doesn't rate Trent Alexander-Arnold, he thinks he's a liability, and he, he went to, listen to the week, he went, he needs to improve the defensive side, this game suspect. Um, that that's your that's your job, lads. That's your job, and I couldn't. I, and I just went. I, I, you know what? It's Defo not his job. His job isn't to defend. That's not Trent Alexander Arnold's job. Like you know, like he's got one like a one one line job description: defend, lad. You know what I mean? Like, and he's like, you know, it's, there's so much more to his to his game than that. But he also had the great chat when you realise because the fellow who's directly behind me was buzzing because he started chatting shit again. And we took a throw in and Alison controlled it and it was a little bit of like a heart stopping moment. And um he went, Pick it up, pick it up, just pick it up for so and, and I no, you know, normally like have to go, just let it go. The fella behind because he was so hot, he was going, Pick it up! You can't pick it up for the throw in yeah. you can't pick it up for the throw and I went, oh, he went, you, you can't I went, you defo can't pick you can't pick it up for a throw. <laughs> I, I, I thought you could and I was like I might be being even optimistic by saying it's been 15 years since that rule, since they <laughs> yeah. changed that rule. Like, um, yeah, oh, I never knew it's that. And it's like, years, oh my, it? well, fucking shut up then. Like, because if you don't know the rules of footy, then don't be like, I bet he's, the, I bet he's been screaming at people at the telly. Like, yeah. like, oh, he's terrible, this goalkeeper. Why is he not, you know, like, hating footballers because he's fundamentally mm. doesn't understand the rules? Yeah. He stood clearly next to the goalkeeper. It's an open goal. Why is he? He's offside, mate. <laughs> Did you notice Jordi Alba was throwing yesterday? Oh my God! Everyone, oh my God! You see him? Yeah, I, 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 I don't think just, they just, took just straight down. one throwing in that entire game that was a proper. Did, throw did you Did you see the referee that refereed that game also refereed Argentina versus Nigeria? And the referee afterwards, in an interview, said, "I'm a self-proclaimed Messi lover." That's an in an article. Yeah. He's an absolute <laughs> Messi super fan, and he refereed that game. Brilliant. Yeah, the thrones were shit. Throwing every time. Yeah. Like, that, it was just yeah. the, 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 as the game went on, the people in the stands were getting more and more irate because mm-hmm. you can always tell there's a few things. It's like when people move forward and everyone starts kicking off about the original position of where you should be. And then, of course, you just got the. Oh, just grown <laughs> men just gesticulating <laughs> wildly. That, that kind of stuff, though, it's just another thing to wind up the crowd and, yeah. and, and, and it makes the crowd louder and it, it, it means. It means Barca are shitting themselves a bit more, and it actually means the ref might end up being more likely to make some decisions in our favour because he's, yeah. he's scared. He's a little bit scared, as you would be. But they get a wonderful shout of 
these are shit, these. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, man, you, know, you know things are going well when you get the team scouts voice of, get into these, yeah. these are shit. Um, Favourite moments from the match? Anyone want to throw any out there? Fucking Trent's corner. Genie's third goal. Genie's second goal, our third. All of it. Let's, all of it. <laughs> Let's start with the corner. A moment of absolute genius. I've still watched it about 20 million times though. In between recording shows, just got to watch the highlights again and just thinking there's different stories. I think someone said now... Um, it's been reported the ball boy gave him the ball that quickly and went, yeah. this is on. He, I think he, he, got, he got name checked in an yeah, article. He's like 14 year old with his name. Yeah, Sai yeah. 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 Hughes. I was trying yeah. to hear what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's going to remember his, his contribution to that game for the rest of his life, and you would do with him. Imagine being that. Yeah. yeah. Imagine being that 14 year old lad who rolls the ball out of the It was a mad sequence of events because I was watching it with my dad. And when he won the corner originally, that's like dead mature. That then the comments went real mature person. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, and it went like that. And he just like just went, it's Van Rieke. And I was like, ah, and the goal went in. It was just like just bedlam. And I, it was just like it was just one of the moments, just fucking brilliant. I just yeah, the, the way with all Bailey to just decide in that in that environment at that time of a football match against that opposition, just to try for a. For shits and giggles, I'm just going to boot at the early corner and see what happens. And yeah. I mean, and that's that. This is why it's one of the perfect moments. And the genie's second goal is also one of these perfect moments. But for this one, Divacari he just misses that. Like he's meant, to, you know, you're meant to. The referee's meant to pull that back for some reason. Yeah. Or you're meant to not. You're meant to miss it, and you look like an absolute tit because you've tried something clever and it's not come off. Or it does get to the player, and Origi's not looking, and it hits his ass, and we all fume on Origi. Or Origi does see it like he does, and he puts it into Rosehead because it's Divock Origi, etc., yeah. etc. Except Trent switches on. He plays the quick corner. Origi gets to it. He hits it in perfectly in the absolute perfect place within the goal. And not just that, but that's the fourth goal. That's the goal that means that we're, it, we've not just got the goals to take us to extra time. Yeah, it's taken us through to the final. It's just, it's just Gideon. It's like it's the fact that it's him, right? Twenty-year-old Trent, and it's like just Iceman. Like, how do you, yeah. how do you get that corner and just think? It's like he's like, oh, he's on. And then just literally, yeah. like, yeah. And he, the fact he apologizes in his, it, when when um, they're going around interviewing the players on the pitch, and he's like, probably hit that a bit too hard at him. And it's like. What? <laughs> it's like, mate, you've just you've literally just won us a title. To be fair to Arigi, that that took a bobble of a good what two feet, yeah. and, it, and he has to like lift his foot into it, and it's that's a world class finish. But it just felt everything on that night was just perfect. Does someone take issue with not an issue, but like Arigi's celebration because like he just no how to celebrate. Just, but no, just just in general when he scores goals, like even like Newcastle when he's like Everton when he takes the goal, it's like yeah, but he's like well, yeah, why are you taking the ball back? You don't see like, like proper like facial like you know expression or like, I prefer that. He's just, like he just looks confused. Well, yeah, yeah. How is this? I think he always <laughs> looks a little bit confused. Anyway, yeah, yeah. to be honest, even when he, like there was a few times when he's trying when he was holding the ball up when he's got like well class defenders around him and he's like. Like kind of like goofily like bobbling through them, and then he, just, he <laughs> I just, shouldn't be here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he just comes, he comes away with the ball, and then just lays it off or whatever. Like he always just looks a little bit goofy, it's but it, I think that just, that just adds to just you know, how, how much I love watching. This is the great to it's like you know I'm in the stands going like what the hell is this happening in front of me? How am I here? How have I come to this? Like we're only I, I always reference it like but you know we're like four years from the ten year anniversary of Istanbul when I was just so deeply, deeply upset. And I never thought we'd ever see anything like that. And I, and we, we've been... To, I, I, I might never see it as get to a European Cup final again, let alone let alone win one. And we're about to go to our third European final since then. And there's a degree to Origi, which he must be like, 
couldn't get a game for Wolfsburg last year. <laughs> yeah. Like I got boots that no, I've I've not kicked the ball. I barely kicked the ball in anger. This is a team got the European Cup final. They wanted me for some reason, and now Jürgen seems to think I'm better than Daniel Sturridge, yeah. I, I, and I'm better than all this yeah, stuff. G- like. G- G- yeah. I, I think genuinely think these guys will look back on that like in the third person. You know, like when you just yeah. it's just out of body experience. Yeah, just dream state. I reckon that when they try and think about exactly what happened, you can't. Because you, the, the crowd takes over and the moment takes over and you just play for the for the badge, you just because you like nobody would look at Shakiri and and Devok Regan and be like you're better than PK Alba Langley, yeah. Stegen in goal. You know, a team that has just won the the La Liga like two games to go, yeah. but they they played like they were gods. You know, they they played like uh, and you, there's experiences you have like that. You know, absolute world changing experiences, especially sporting events. You look back and you're like, I don't know how I've done that. Yeah. I don't know where in my body I bought that performance from. And I feel like every single eleven on that pitch and the substitutes that came on just played out of themselves. It was brilliant. But it's it, it, another testament to the manager, isn't it? Say uh, that Origi's even there. Like not one of us would have kept Origi. You know, everyone we we would look look at the options. I think I'd have def I'd have defo kept things over over Origi. Yeah. yeah. And. And I wanted to see more of Solanke, and I just thought he's a bit bigger, he's a bit more, bit more of a top man. Everything I saw in pre-season, I just thought that he was a bit crap. I just he looked like oh, he looks like a lad who's absolutely, on, absolutely on his Finished. way. Yeah. And same, and same, you know, obviously similar with with, with Solanke. We know Solanke, Solanke went, and yet we've kept this lad. And this is not meant to happen when you keep. Like, I remember um, Andre Voronin. So we had Andre Voron and we got him. Yeah, I know. We got Andre Voron and he, he was he was actually all right when we signed him. And then when we signed him, he was crap. So we sent him out on loan and he was brilliant on loan. And we brought him back and we're like, well, he's been brilliant on loan and then he was crap again. That's what's meant to happen. Lads are meant to be not good enough for Liverpool and they are never good enough for Liverpool. Whereas under under this manager, everyone gets better. Just goes back to all that belief that he's instilled yeah. in every in every aspect of the football club. He, he, Firstly, firstly, he's got the owners believing him, and then he and he's got the players believing him. He's obviously got all the fans believing in him now. But it it must just be on 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 that on that training ground. Everyone must just every word he says. They they must just believe every word he says as as absolute gospel. Yeah. He, he he must just be like like a, a high, like a higher figure to them. I, like. I I'll put the gauntlet down and I say I think he's the best manager in the world right now. I don't. If it, it doesn't. I, I've made this argument yesterday on Twitter. It's it, depending on whether you define success as winning trophies. Yeah. That's up to you. I that's don't. What he needs. Yeah. yeah, that is what he needs to put a full stamp, a full yeah. stop on it. But to make it to, to cast it in gold, you know yeah. what I mean, and make it like a, a, an absolutely bulletproof argument. But, but I think I think you're right, and I think so much as the I, the expression I've started to use, I think it's 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 a good because p- people love absolutes. But I I think it's fair to say there are no better managers mm. than him. Which is to say that there are probably other managers yeah, at that at that top level, but you 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 know there's no one who's going to do a better job at Liverpool than you. No, no. and, and it, it, my argument is obviously if you're judging being in the Premier League and if you're taking that as the hardest league in the world, you have to disclose you have to discount managers that are also with Juventus and, and, and are with Barcelona at the time that are doing really well in their own domestic leagues, but they're not in the Premier League. So for Guardiola to do it in two leagues and then come mm-hmm. over to us, we never had. The backing that Pep Guardiola has had, he's, he's never had, no. he hasn't had a fan base that he's had to to turn completely on its head and and like reinstill belief in them again that they can be the club that they once were. Look at the, look at the trophies that we have around uh, us at the minute, and it's that I don't I don't think another man 
can do that. Like I look at when, like I ignore questions like when Klopp goes. Like I don't want to think about when Klopp no. goes because I don't think we we could ever fill his shoes. No. And and, th- and that's the scary thing. And that's why I feel like he is where he is. And and I get the point because unless you are a Liverpool fan and you are in this moment, you can't take that argument seriously. But like I say, be, being in the, the the group that are, I, I it's just that's the only way I can see it. It's the perfect blend of everything, isn't it, Ross? You know, we we, we were looking at and this is why this is why Man City have got exactly the same thing in that. And that's why we're the two absolute elite clubs in this country and, and in the clutch of the truly elite clubs in world football right now. Because we've got because we have got one of the no better managers than dot dot dot. We've got the same for goalkeeper, we've got the same for, for, for our leading centre half. You could start to make the case for that for the for the DM in, in, in Fabinho. And then okay, we've got a clutch of other players who kind of make it happen. But I don't think you need to have a world class player in every position. But then again you've got Probably two who play up two two who play back. up front as well. Left back, yeah. Right, right, right back. back. Right back. That's that this is we're here because we finally managed to put all of these things together. It's not in the in the past we've had world class manager, Rafa Benitez, totally let down by the overall quality of his squad. We've had world class best in the world players. We had like the third best player in world football when Suarez was a Dutch. I think I think you know I think it's fair to say. Say Gerard was up there, and Gerard up uh, for yeah, Gerard maybe on on the way down. But the, you know you had that one talent, man, like Portugal, kind of with Ronaldo, kind of stuff. Yeah. Where you just got one guy who's just better than everyone else, and he drags the team along. And a manager, he was okay, but not quite at that level, etc., etc. The best teams in world football have it across the board, and we finally have. I them. think you can go further than that as well. I think it's something we spoke about the other days. You know, the board and the owners. Mm-hmm. You know, we go back to when we had like Rafa and stuff that went tipped up because yeah. we had Bell and yeah. owners, and yeah. you know, now we've got the team, the manager, the transfer committee, the, the, the whole board, and the owners. They're all fighting for one same cause, and they're all on the same page. Yeah. They all understand each other, and there's nothing that's going on behind the scenes that's that's negative. Even the stuff that we do off the pitch is just kind of like. Uh, for me, the club now just got everything spot on. Like everything is nailed on. That they do for I don't know community or you know the, the way they engage with yeah. with us as fans, like either in person or on social media. I think they're amazing at that, and that resonates. You know, we, we joked about before about the, the West Brom thing. Yeah, that's where it all stems from for me. And like you know, people take the piss out of it, but you know, again last night that happens because there's a synergy between everyone at the club. Yeah. Including ourselves. Talking about the owners, and I think they have been fantastic for for a while now. I think it's down to Klopp that as well. You know, yeah. I, 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 like like it's again, he's it, it, bringing everyone. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com 
slash host. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Together, and he's like, no, this, is how, this is how we should do things. Because they were football people when they came yep. in, and they showed that. They brought, the, they brought us in Kenny Dalgleish, which was probably the right decision at the mm-hmm. time. And he said, right, so here's this money. And he, and he went and signed uh, Stuart Down and Andy Carroll and, 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 and players like that. Because, and and, and, and they, they did that because they didn't really know any better at the time. Yeah. And then Rodgers came in. And you, you, you couldn't really say Rodgers signings on the whole were a success. Obviously, he brought some great players in. Well, he, he, leveraged, in he well. leveraged. He built himself up and he did, a he did a brilliant job. And again, they were blown away by him. And he had a, a good vision, but he, he was limited by his own experience. And he, he, he yeah. said, I, I was, it was great for him, but he, he was a good manager for the level we were at yeah. at the time. Don't forget, he's put the foundations in place for, for, for Klopp, of course. Yeah. But he. Um, he he when he when he doubled that he had to double down on himself and didn't have the ability to to back it up on forty yeah. whereas like guys your cops come in Good. and just like okay who's in charge of this okay yeah no they're fine to do that like everyone's more empowered when they're given the breathing room to yeah. do the, the the best jobs to the best yeah. of their abilities he walked mm. into a fan base that had a lot of potential but wasn't acting at the at, at the best way he could. A squad that had potential, and he brought in players that had potential and brought the best out of them. Owners that had a, a good potential, they've got the funds to do it. They've got, they, they probably, they probably got the, the hearts probably in pretty much the right place on yeah. the whole. Um, and he's just brought out the best potential out of out of every single one of them. Turned them right all into world class, world class fan base, world class players, world class owners. The, the manager that comes closest to it, and it's going to sound obscure to people who aren't Liverpool fans, is Fergie. You know, it took him three seasons. He yeah. was on the verge of being sacked. Yeah. He hadn't won anything yet. And it was then the next 10 years where the success came. Yeah. And that's the patience that, that we are, is, is what we're waiting for. Everything is there but yeah. the silverware. Yeah, Jürgen's earned it, hasn't he, Ross? You know, on oh, this yeah. way, you know, he's, he, like I say, he's unlocked funds. When people go, well, Liverpool have spent blah, blah, blah. It's just, I, there was some video Chris showed me before of one of these fucking terrible YouTube channels and Instagram thing and all that kind of sh- all that kind of shite and it was fans of other clubs saying why do you date Liverpool to win the title and so someone goes they spent this kind of money and some of them are my friends on there and they just fucking they come, they're all knobheads because they just take these top line Twitter reactions to things Liverpool spends £150 million on the defence and we got to a fucking Champions League conceded final. 22 goals in the league and yeah. sold someone for £150 million we sold, exactly we sold our best player and we invested it not on just another frivolous forward we went and Built a solid foundation. Klopp, we've been in three. We've been in Europe three times in four seasons under Jurgen Klopp, and he's taken us to the final every single time. We've in two seasons running now. We will have earned almost the most money you can possibly earn from from the Champions League. Yep. And there's just so many hurdles that have you know that are in that of like you know losing finals and stuff. He still have to remotivate those players. Yeah. He had to be able to yeah, do yeah, it again. Yeah, and he lost his assistant manager yeah. halfway through the season, hmm. which you know everyone compared it to. Um, what's Paco? Um, yeah, Liverpool. Yeah, Liverpool. Yeah, Gerard talks about how, yeah. how much of an impact. Yeah, exactly, pa- and that one ticked up. Like, the the fan base lost their heads at yeah. certain points, and you know when we drew two games, they were the reasons why. Or like the whole the whole Nabil Fakir thing. As much as we hate it, we still bang about it now as fans and going, well, that's even mm. we have done this. He's just got not arse He doesn't see things as as obstacles. Just like it's just it's, it's just got <laughs> solutions, not problems. He's got an aura of a man that when he when you walk into the room, everyone just hushes. You're like. 
And like it takes a special kind of respect to demand that from people. And I think that's exactly why when Virgil van Dijk met Klopp, he was like, yes, yeah. I buy into you as an individual, as a, as a person, because I believe in your ethos. And I think that's why we were, we're way past the point of, you know, if a Suarez or a Torres left, we were, we were done yeah. for years. And whereas if a Salah or a Mane left, it would be tough. But I've got no doubt in my mind we could replace. We'd have replacements lined up before we did things like that. As well. well, yeah, exactly. But you know, getting the best of what you've got, cops thing isn't it you know what I loved most about there's many things I loved most about last night so this is not true but one of the things I really enjoyed was Klopp's reaction and I think it's the BT Sport post-match interview and apart from the fact that he called them fucking mentality monsters which is great um, but he he's even surprised by how good this team is like he's, he's kind of like I've given them all these things I'm just doing my thing and, and he's blown away by how much they've taken it and ran with it. He had no expectation of Liverpool doing that. He, you know, he's not taught he's not taught Trent to do that. He's not gone. This is not a game plan for him to score for him to score that goal. Same way as it, you know some of the players deciding it on themselves for Genie's goal the, the other week from the set piece. He, he hasn't he's not the one who's told Jaden Chikiri to take the free kick against Newcastle. The players have decided this on the pitch because they've grown, they've taken his basis and they've built on it themselves. And you can see him. He was like he was like a he's being interviewed and he was like a fan. If you'd interviewed any of us after that, it was like hand on the head, like he's he's playing it back in his heart, in mind's eye, like God, that was amazing. Wasn't it great when they did that? Did you see them do that? All I did was tell them to get, put the shirts on and go out and play some football. And then they 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 basically came up with all this. And that that's the the, the, the thing of it for me is that he's, he, he, that's how good we are. We, we're sat here talking about how good Jurgen Klopp is. This side actually might even be better than that. But 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 again, it all it does all come back to him. He's the one that's built it, and he's yeah. the one that's got the best out of these players. Who well, not maybe Fabinho was like at a, at a really elite level when they came when they came to Liverpool, mm. and and he's the one who's got the best out. Salah Salah was a was a top player, but he's no he was nowhere near as good as he is now. Same with Mane. The same. only player I think. We've bought because we've bought what we've done is very Allison, sensible. Allison. Yeah, and we've bought we've bought actually quite a few. You know, um, players who are at the peak or just about to enter the very very peak of the past. Liverpool changed the transfer method, but that's fine because we've still improved. Because you're right, like Sadio Mane coming at, at at the right age, Salah's coming at the right age, Allison's coming at the right age, Van Fabinho, Van Dijk, Matip, you could argue as well. And um, they, but they've all they were all ready to take that next step up, and no one could have foreseen them all. I mean, maybe Van Dijk and 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 Allison, but no one would have thought Sadio Mane was going to be one of the best players on the planet. Everyone would have just had, he could have just easily been another one of them, you know, mm. flatter to deceive. Good, he's got some skills, but maybe he goes missing for you know for spells of you know games or spell, spells of the season and whatever. Pedro, Willian, exactly. Mkhitaryan, exactly. players like that. Exactly, exactly. And as it is, we've we've taken. We're taking kids and making them brilliant. We're taking journeymen players like James Milner and making them and making them even better. We're taking He's you know oh, oh, just I, all I adore James Milner. So we see it, seeing him cry and see it. Yeah. And when you said what was your favourite moment of the game, it wasn't actually the game. It was it was the celebrations on the pitch at the end. Yeah. I, I just love everything about that. I love I love I love the fact that Trent Trent. There's a lap of honour of the whole pitch after everyone else has got off, and as as he's going round, there's just a roar like, "Go on, Trent!" <laughs> I, I I love the video where they're singing "You Never Walk Alone," and then it cuts to the 
Kenny Dalglish and Marina waving their arms in the crowd. I just, I just love everything about that, and that's that's what Liverpool is to me. Yeah. As as good as everything is on the pitch, it's feeling that togetherness between the players and the fans, and yeah. the, and and seeing the greatest legend this club's ever had there yeah. with his wife uh, loving it. Like, yeah, like 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 two Scottish people who've come down and took took to the city as their own and took to the club as their own. And I'm feeling the same emotions that we all do, or because this football club brought everything together. That's that's the biggest thing for me. No, I completely agree with that. Uh, right, we're going to move on because I guess we have to really. I could literally sit in just, just, just. Yeah, we covered this anywhere else today. In the magnificence, we have. If you need more of this chat, <laughs> we've got the final whip. Um, all that underarm for me. Um, the final word show is on the RedmenTV.com. The Man of the Match podcast is on the RedmenTV.com, and the Stats and Tactics show is incoming on the RedmenTV.com. So if you're not ready to talk about Wolves, that's fine. You can pause this here in a second, and you can go over to the website and fill your boots. Hours and hours and hours of just really really happy Liverpool fans varying degrees of depth and detail some of it's more you know again just sitting back and marvelling on all the the big things and the emotions and stuff and then again you've got Chris delving into the nuts and bolts of how it all happened for us we've got you covered it's the perfect time to subscribe to the website because Liverpool are going to Madrid and we're going to be here all the way and beyond as well so yes go over to there and get on Uh, one more thing to plug before we dig into Wolves Um, in addition to that Chris and I have got a brand new podcast it's the Machen Page podcast it's got its own YouTube channel and it's on Spotify and it's on iTunes etc etc we uh, I decided that I can't stand football Twitter is a little bit on that we've lived in this world where the team we ate most in this world, Manchester United, have just been incredible for most of our adult lives, our childhoods and adult lives. Um, so I've enjoyed plenty of times when things have fallen off for them, but the problem is that used to exist in our heads and it maybe used to exist in little pockets in pubs and bars and on the school, or school ground or whatever, and now it exists constantly 24-7 in your face and it is wearying. I am so tired of football this season because it's hard <laughs> enough supporting your football team whilst also balancing kids and a life and a fucking mortgage and a business and all this and then you've just got and it's not I'd love to say it was loads of fucking weirdo virgins in the bedrooms but it's not it's grown men it's it's grown weirdo not virgins and, and all kinds of people from all sorts of weird walks of life and social backgrounds and all that who have just seemed to think that this is how you're meant to communicate about football. Cool, we'll annotate to that. We'll leave a link in the description. Uh, Mage X Page Act, the Mage X Page Act podcast. That was number three. You will be number three. Number yeah, four. So that's not out yet. No, it will be out though. It'll be out on Friday. Yeah, yeah size frantically sat here not editing. It's a good. It. It's a good job I've edited that clip. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so let's talk about let's talk about wolves. Shy. Um, yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> We've got a league to win on Sunday. <laughs> 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 it, uh, obviously, it, it's it's not completely in our hands, but that win last night will have put the shits up here a little bit. It, it, it's one of them where it, it, it must get into their heads where they're thinking, you know, is it is it meant to be for them? You know, look at what they can do. If they can beat Barcelona 4-0, then Brighton can get a draw against us yeah. at, at whatever the stadium's called. Yeah. Amex, is it? It Still, yeah, yeah, it is the Amex. So, it it it's one of them that'll get into City's heads and and look at the last two games that City have had, the the Burnley and Leicester. They struggled to break them down until Mm -hmm. until midway through the second half. 
Bright Brighton are a tight defensive side. We struggled against them at Anfield. I think it was, I think it was only one nil at Anfield. Early, really early on in the season. Yeah. 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 And. You never know what could happen. All, all, all we can do is go out, and the atmosphere is going to be amazing yeah. on on Sunday afternoon. Even if we don't win, the lap of honour at the end of the game to, to and the, the, the fact that we've got to send them on to send them on to Madrid. But even even if not, we we'd be up for giving them every praise that they deserve for for the season that they've given given to us. And I'm I'm really looking forward to Sunday afternoon. It's it's. Barely, it's hard to imagine City dropping points because they've hit that real champions form. You know, like we're we're saying about us, and that's why it's there's, you know there's a there's a put a piece of paper between the two clubs at the moment, and that's yep. why it is way, the way it is. But for as much as we've got all these stories, they've got them too, and you can't you can't not see Phil Foden scoring the other week, and you can't not see um, Vincent Company smacking one in the top bin completely out the blue um, as anything other than a sign that points towards it and that's why we, as, as Liverpool fans we kind of got to hope that the game Brighton just keep it close mm-hmm. if City get, I think look, if City blow them away in the first half an hour and they get a few goals I think it will be done, done and dusted but yeah. Um, we should take encouragement from the fact that it's it, they're playing away. Brighton will have the fans; they'll want to give them a bit of support. You know, they've managed to stay up. They get to they get to you know look to positivity, look to the future, and what have you. And if it is tight, the will I think the will because they've got because they've got nothing to play for. If they somehow manage to keep in the game, there might come a point where they just go, "Ah, oh, go on, we'll just give it one big push for a laugh yeah. and see and see what happens." And you know. Chris Hutton's got a, a a reputation as a manager to, to hopefully to build, and mm. if he manages to take even a, a you know a, be a, a kingmaker in this scenario, then you know I'm very much dreaming up the positive scenarios yeah. here. But that's that's what we've got to kind of hope for. Yeah, and you know I'm the amount of times I've watched City this season, I've tried to tell myself I don't care if it goes away. I'm going to tell myself City have won this game, and anything else is a bonus. You, yeah. you end up you end up saying that the game comes around, you watch it and you cry because you're like that's I wanted to get those points there, but because of what happened last night. When, whether the way whether we win the league or not, I don't care because I'm at the point now where I feel like it's in chess. You've got to stalemate. You know, we've taken the Champions League from Manchester City, which is what they really want. Mm. You know, we're in the final now. Okay, City could win the league, but I'm at a point now where um, I think Mel Reddy is the one that said it best. You know, they've won 13 games on the bounce, scored 26, conceded three, beat Arsenal, Chelsea, United, and um, Spurs oh. in that space of time. And yeah. it's like fair enough. And yeah. You know what? It, it, if had we, this not have happened last night, this would have been hard to take. Really miserable. But because of this, do you know, what? the best way I could describe it is like a Tom and Jerry sketch. Like if I, when there's a pie sat on a, on a windowsill and Jerry's like floating towards it in the air, that's me going to to Madrid. Yeah. You know, and if and if we can hit City with a frying pan on the <laughs> way through, then that'd be nice. But I, yeah, I'm just just leave a, fr- one leave a frying pan thing in bits and cover these big ends. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. grab the Premier League trophy and float that all the yeah, way yeah, to Madrid yeah, yeah. with us yeah, as well. Exactly. Like you know, it's right. And, you know that's that's the way, it is. not it? We we talked about this on the build, on the match build up show, which is which will be on the YouTube channel as well. But there's there's just a real a great sense of pressure being off this one. Was I think we'll go out there, we'll go and be able to we'll be able to appreciate this for what this is now. Is that we just go there, we we just continue to support this brilliant team, and come what may, if if we we'll do if we can support our team and back them to do the business. Then that's all we can do. That's all we can focus on. And if somehow you know Brighton managed to get something out of City, then my God, Liverpool will deserve to be champions. It's still difficult to wrap your head around, isn't it? Because you know, I think we spoke before. If I go two-two at Newcastle to being deflated and go, well, this is it. Divock pops up, sound Monday. I'll 
Leicester are getting something here. We're a week Come, away from Mo Salah lying on the turf. Yeah. Two all, and you're thinking, this well, he's it. gone. The Champions League's gone, and you, and and you might and, yeah. and everything's done. And, and the company puts one in top bin. He's like, okay, deflation again. And last night, and like, I keep drifting off, like doing this, just like, are you okay? Yeah, just no, just like, just, just, fall, just full of hope. You need to be more scintillating, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, just full of hope again. Of yeah. Like going like, you got parties where he cuts cut that thing where he's dancing latex ball. He's yeah. like, just Glenn Murray, just glancing one of the other. He's going, I should Would be doing this. Like to dance for you. But it's it's. A good blow to have to yeah. go. Actually, do you know what? Ninety-seven points. We can appreciate it now, whereas before we kind of like, yeah, but there's nothing there. And you've got you've got Madrid is like a can, uh, an incentive to like be happy again, yeah. and it's like so I'm fine. You know, and ultimately, it's not like we haven't won the European Cup here. So we've just gotten to the final, and obviously, we'll know we'll know at, at, on the night of recording this who, who, who you know who, who's going to be facing us in in Madrid. Of course, so it's still a game to go, but it does feel uh, the, the, it's right in so much as saying that, isn't it? That this would have been absolutely devastating if we if we'd gone out how we were meant to go out against Barcelona. Even if we'd gone out heroically, you'd still be going because you then. We're back to this fucking horrible world of our happiness being dependent on a shit, another shit football team that we don't care about. Like we've got to start caring about Brighton all of a sudden. Yeah. I don't care anymore. If it happens, if it happens, it happens. It's it, it's one of the it. It can't be bad for us. I don't think yeah. if if City go and win the league, then fine. Like we, I think we kind of resign to that after after company fucking yeah. that in on Monday night. If we do, then it's the biggest party that the city's ever seen, and yeah. you can go out and enjoy it. And we've got a 29-year thing off our back. That's obviously the dream, yeah. but if it doesn't happen, fine. As, 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 as I say, we'll, we'll, we'll give them all a big cheer off the pitch and give them all a, you'll never walk alone, and, and, and then see them in the European Cup final the in a few weeks. The encouraging thing about getting back to the Champions League final, what it tells me, and it's something I've known for a little while, Bailey, is that... That we will be back again and strong next season. I don't yeah. know where we'll, if we'll be 94, 95, 97 points strong because yeah, it's, it's a very but, difficult but thing to do. do that three well, years it, in ex- a row. Exactly. But it's more the fact that we'll be in contention again because we've shown that it's, it's very hard to get to a Champions League final mm. and any any of the and any of the criticisms or the doubts that were sown by other people to be honest last season of like well you had no one on the way you only had to beat Roma who were not even like the second best team in Italy you know not even, you know at that point well if we manage to do it you know we we, we, have, we you know, we've made a final this time around having beaten everyone We've beaten yep. all comers. We've beaten the hardest teams. You pretty much you can have along the way. Mm-hmm. So there's no, there should be no doubt in everyone's minds that this is a positive time. This is a great era we're entering into for Liverpool. Yeah. And look, it will. I feel like it will need a European Cup. We'll probably need yeah. to do that just to, just to galvanise the whole endeavour. But if people think that Liverpool are going away, they're sorely mistaken. Not a chance. And I, and it was partially being just high on just like the emotion from last night. And I was, I was texting Tom and I was saying. That I don't, there's no chance we lose this. Like I, I feel like, mm-hmm. it, and I'll touch wood for people out there that are um, superstitious, but it feels like from what happened last season and just the time and the clock and this team specifically, and to, if if we do lose the league by a point, then this team are gonna there's gonna be so much fire. Imagine how team. angry they'll be next season, given that you know they, they they've, they've just raged their way to a Champions League final, past yeah. ten times harder opponents than they had getting there yeah. last year. Imagine if we do, yeah, you're right. If we miss out by that narrow margin this time, imagine the state of what we're going to. The hunger is going to be like it's it's not going to be quenched until we get that title, yeah. and that's 
one, I, I, and like I said earlier, if we'd have come out of the Champions League and lost the league, that would have been horrible to take. But because of what's happened, I feel like that's the biggest boost we could have ever asked for. Yeah. And now I'm at the point where what, it's not right for me to say, because I've had a conversation with Cy before you went to the game, like, would you have taken a ticket for this game? And I was like, probably not, because that's I didn't think we'd do it. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to go there and see the heartbreak in person. Mm-hmm. And I've, I was proved wrong. So there's no point me saying Brighton can't beat Man City. Of course they can, if this has happened. But... It's that point of I don't think we're we talk about cycles all the time, you know how how United are at the end of their cycles. Chelsea probably are as well. Spurs uh, are on their way there. This is the start, you know. This is this is the start of the fire, and we've already gone through three finals by this point, and yeah. we haven't even we've barely even got off the mark. Yeah. I think the encouraging thing is just back onto the game is you know City have played Leicester and Burnley as you mentioned. You had nothing to play for. Still give City a game. Newcastle mm-hmm. had nothing to play for, still give us a game. Yeah. Brighton are, are safe, and they said last home game of the season. Uh, uh, if, yeah, if, but it's if, the same for, I know it's the same for Wolves as well, yeah. they have to play for. But you can take encouragement from that, going like, yeah. they're not going to sit there and lie down, are they? Absolutely. Part of what being a football fan is all about, especially if you're in the ground, is being able to rub something that you've done into other football fans' faces. <laughs> and so, and so them, them Brighton fans will be, will be right up for it. Oh, they're not going to, you don't say exactly this is the thing. You know, you're right, Bailey, and again, we, similar to you say, I was so. Downbeat about our chances against Barcelona, but I didn't. I didn't go into mm. and just keep quiet. I went yeah, there yeah. and I sang oh, the fucking yeah. out yeah, because yeah. that's what I do. I go the game. I've got you know that's why, that's why I go to football. Yeah. Brighton aren't going to be like oh well you know, possession for the, this is not yeah. Everton giving a guard of honour to David Moyes as they send him off to Man United. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? This yeah. is like this is. But I, I, Brighton, I, I hope anyway. That's you know because that's what right, football's supposed to be about. They'll be there going. Fuck it, one more, one last time of watching our team before we go off for the summer. How many times have we heard opposition fans saying to us, "You're going to win fuck all over the over the over the last yeah. couple of months"? It's, it, 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 that's what it's all about. It's yeah. being over. It's bit being able to, as, as the final whistle blows and it's a one-one draw, laughing in those travelling city fans' face who came up expecting to see Vincent Company lift the title. Yeah. And instead, you know, you get to go off. You get to go off on your summer holidays on a, on a, on, a, on a positive note, thinking not and not thinking, oh God, we're going to be in a relegation scrap next season. Maybe we can challenge for a little bit more. Yeah. We can cause some problems. That's what that's what those those good guys are playing for. You're playing for the the optimism because none of us need it. None of us wants to go into the summer feeling downbeat about the club. Last, mm. you know, the only reason we were like that last year was because we signed Fabinho about two minutes after we got beaten in the yeah. Champions League yeah. final. That was the only thing that softened the blow there. But we had a few weeks of being like, oh my God. And like, nobody wants to go that And that's what we've got to cling on to. We've got to hope. But, and I, and I had to caveat all this because I did this on the build-up show as well, of course. But look, City are fantastic, aren't they, Ross? And, yeah. and look, they should really just absolutely wipe the floor with them. And if they do, then I think we'll all have to hold our hands <laughs> up and go... Yeah, you know, you can't if 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 a, if a team wins the the league on ninety eight points, then that you've got to, you've got the very least tip your hat to that side. Yeah, I, I think it's something you, you can't quite do now. While you're still in the thick of it, and you still want them to drop points, I think you, you know, like you just said, give it a couple of weeks. If that if that is the outcome, yeah, then you know, as much as the shit's like in the reason how much you hate them and the FFP stuff we always bring up and, and everything else. You know, it is respect there, isn't there? And there's competition, and it, we've both driven each other to mm-hmm. this amount of points. I think because. Last season they were comfortable and like they took the piss, but I think we put loads of pressure on them, and I don't think I don't think Pep likes it. And I like the fact that we can talk about because pre- the word pressures become a bit of a meme, the same way slips become a meme, and it becomes yeah. you know you're not allowed to use these certain words in football because of they space. get used for yeah because of space, um, because they use they use this banter tools. 
if a pool run it to Anfield, and if they do, because obviously we're still going to win against Wolves, of course, which is no no uh, short ask. Like, but if it does go right down to the wire, the the fact that we can and and having the having the European Cup potentially and having twatted Barcelona, it means that we're kind of bulletproof from banter at least for this for this spell, aren't we? Which yeah. which should make everyone take take the pressure because it's been a pressure on me. I, yeah, and that's why I did that that rant on on football Twitter on 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 MXP podcast, like because it is it's an annoyance of football, and at least we've got a bit of a, a blessed relief from yeah. that for the spell. And I'm completely with you on the football Twitter stuff because it's when you work in an environment that is new media requires you to check socials all the time and to be up to date with everything. You can't get away from it. You simply can't. And you can block as many accounts as you want, but it, they're, they're always there. I deleted and my personal account the other day. Did you? Yeah. Wow. Just like, can't be arsed through it. Yeah, and and that, mentally, it's not, it's not good for you. It's so toxic. And it's, and it's the fact that that's what I love about it, and it's it's to the point now that as soon as I say the the post match stuff had finished and we'd heard from all the players and it had sunk in, the first thing I did was go and check rival fans' twitters, yeah, because they were I knew they'd be there either in silence making excuses and it was DT saying you know this is where Arsenal should be, Goldbridge saying this is where you, Liverpool should be, and it's like but that's the truth. And to be fair, DT said to said himself you know I'm, I'm this is out of jealousy, you know I'm jealous yeah. of this club and that's where the, that's where the spitefulness comes from. And I get that because I get like it's it's exactly how we were with United ten years ago because you can't use your own success as a as a sword to fight their success with yeah. you have to use their downfall so you know when Fergie missed out on a on a, on a Premier League trophy to Chelsea yeah. it's like they still finished second yeah. and it's like that that becomes sort of ha you've missed the league and we're seventh yeah. and it's like and, I was laughing my head off when when Barcelona beat Man United in the, the Champions League final the same way that Evertonians yeah. that were laughing when we got beat by Madrid last year because you do like you call it Charlie Floyd isn't it it's when you've got nothing happy to be happy about then taking comfort in the misery of others is what, yeah. what sustains you um, so we got a question then from Stephen Richards Sai uh, who do you think will play in the final but moreover who would you rather have um, I think we'll play Ajax and would that be if it was down to you to choose um, it would be the more exciting game Mm-hmm. But something that got brought up was we'd be wearing the purple kit if we were playing Ajax, mm-hmm. and I'd rather not. We're very superstitious. As not not because it's superstitious. It's I just, just think like it's it. a fucking horrible kit. But it was as worn by Time Magazine's Man of the Year. Yeah. Though, like you know, it's uh, yeah. it's the famous kit. It's uh, almost predestined. But yeah. I, I really like the home kit, and I'd much rather be lifting the trophy in the home kit than that yeah. purple thing. Well, they made, they'll probably they'll probably just swap the shirts out to lift the trophy like John Terry well no but that's different isn't it that's not like Loris Callius <laughs> yeah, coming back because yeah. he's alone to lift yeah, it like yeah. um, what, what do you reckon Bailey who, who do you think it'll be and who would you like it to be um, I think it'll be Ajax as well um, to be honest I haven't really seen Ajax play by the highlights and the highlights look they look unbelievable you know for a team that young the, they've got so much promise so much talent but I was speaking to Andy about it because I, I originally said I wanted Spurs but he was like you know what for 10 minutes when they got the goal they were great but for the rest of it Spurs dominated them and they were like I don't think they've got bad Dusan Tadish who go on that team that if it goes, who carry who sort of lifts heads. You know, they're all so young and they're so raw that I think if we did put one or two past them, they'd just fall. So I think I'd prefer Ajax in the final. We'll, we'll be the favourite to whoever it is. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, and um, it, it's mad how like last year we coming up against Real Madrid and we were like the plucky underdogs who, who, who hadn't really been in the, in the European Cup for a while or whatever. And now we're the experienced side out of this, and like we're probably the team that we're probably the team that most people around the world want want to get beat. Well, we talked about the, the changing of the, the change of the guard last year, and how you were starting to see the end of the old generation, like that Juve side, the Real Madrid side, the Barcelona side. All their best players were all 
at the you know in the in the thing they're all on the way down. They're not getting any better than than what they are, and you're starting to see new sides. And, and that's the hope, Ross, isn't it? That we uh, we we hit our peak. Whereas Ajax will probably be there for a few. Well, depending how how that team gets dismantled or not, Spurs could potentially be there again because they've still got a good a good a good call, good manager, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But this does feel like we're we're the kind of new new elite, and we would we would be favourites. Yeah, I think so. The only danger with Ajax is because they're so young and because they progress so well and they do play good football. There's no fear there, is there? Yeah. And they've got that thing of well, we might be back here next season because because we're that good. Whereas Spurs, on the other hand, of you know they were in a title race. And they couldn't finish fourth. Yeah. And he, and they've shown over the last, last week the Reds can go. We can get to them. Yeah. You know, you've got two people sent off the weekend because they just completely lost it. And the manager just done a press conference before the biggest game of the season, saying probably leave. Yeah. Nice one. Cheers. Yeah. Nice that's that. good. Good on that. I, I I feel like we'd have a better. I feel like because of we know Spurs. Yeah. I had I yeah. want I want I want Spurs from a practicality sense because I don't know how fit their team's going to be and I said this all along I said Spurs' legs were going to fall off mm. I said this from the before the season kicked off because there are too many people involved at the World Cup and I think if it comes down to a war of attrition I think we'll be fitter and I think we've got slightly more talent as well than them and we've got the experience of having been there and done it however in terms of just a glory I love, I love the idea of the Liverpool, Liverpool half, half Scouts, half from Amsterdam, yeah. all, all gathering in Madrid, singing the songs, yeah. and, and all, get, all getting on with each other as well, hopefully. And I, I, I just really, really like the idea of that. Whereas if it was Liverpool and Tottenham, Tottenham, Tottenham fans are from London. Yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, but the other thing as well, I think if we got Spurs, I think I'd probably want them to get fourth. I'm not bank on the fact they have to win the Champions League to get back in it next season yeah, because that's an extra motivational factor for them. Yeah, I think there's, de- there's, there's definitely that, isn't it? Or just and don't get The, the hope with both of those teams, though, is that the stuff that we've talked about and what Liverpool have gotten brilliant at this season is the shithousery, it's the dark, bit of the dark arts. We've been experienced, we've come up against the best and we've pulled things from them along yeah. the way. Yeah. And I find that's what we will we'll have to use and that's what Liverpool were so good at using. In like the, I think it was like 84 and the, 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 the third and fourth European Cups, we were just better at the whole endeavour. So we knew how to take time out of the game. We didn't need to go there and be scintillating and be amazing. We had all the things going for us, and I, I'd like that, and that's how it, how it should go. You can't discount the, the, the you know, the, the brilliance of Ajax. It might just, they might just come and be youthful and exuberant and blow us away. Like it could be a thing, but you'd they've hope that to, they've done it to teams before. But you see, like what Barcelona, what Barcelona have been in this time of dominance, what Real Madrid have been during this time of dominance. It's we should be. This looks like my feeling is we're at the start of this run now. Of we're going to see a spell of five or six years where we are. Right back, we're in the semi finals every year and we're in finals every other year. And that's what I'm doing last year. Like, I, I, I know you can't legislate for, for, for Carriers, Carriers' mistakes, but Ramos, Val, and Salah, that's experience. There, there was so, and, but there was just, as well. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. But there's so, so many instances in that game where they were just slowing the game down, especially once they got the lead, they were just slowing the game down, winning, winning uh, contentious decisions with the referee and in the referee's ear constantly. That's what you need to be like if you want if you want to be a top team at this level. Liverpool did it well against Barcelona, and Barcelona did it well against us as well. And I think we'll learn from that tie. We'll learn from the final last year, and the, and the more we go on, the more we learn all these little ways to just when you when you're in the lead, slow the game down, and yeah. and, and 
how, how to get into the other team's heads, how to piss off the other team's fans. Mm. That's that's what you get from being a team Completely. top level. Completely agree. Yeah. Um, last question then on this podcast. We're going to do the subscriber Q&A in a moment where we answer loads of your random questions. Um, but yeah, Zippy Bungle says, if you had to give one thing up that you really like, so Liverpool clinch the title on Sunday, what would that one thing be? I'll give, I, I, it doesn't I, really I, make sense, this question. So, I, okay, let me give you an example of it. If I told you, you, you Liverpool win the title if you if you gave up beer, you so think? you get to watch us win it, but you can't go out and celebrate it, it by getting better. By you, getting you give better. up beer forever. It's like a would you drink something else? Is it just beer? Okay. Yes. Okay. Just as an example. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just drink <laughs> so much wine. Smack white wine in this hand, bottle of red wine. <laughs> Stone cold smash yeah, in the middle. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I would, rose, eh? There's not. I would. I would. I could abstain from a number of things <laughs> for for a per, per, per period of time. I mean, I'm not going to have much choice to be honest. If Liverpool do clinch the title, I'm going to be good for nothing for a few days. So you know what? I'll uh, I'll give up sex for a few days because I'm not going to be able to be physically capable. What if it's anyway. forever though? Watch well, no, I'm definitely not giving sex. That's what's important. Um, I would give. Up, I would give up. I'd give up alcohol for the forever to see Liverpool really? win the title. Yeah. I put food and being a doubter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, like doing that. Uh, 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 I give up mental fragility. <laughs> <laughs> what about meat? I would go vegan for not forever. Maybe I'll try it. Maybe because the thing is, if I, if I did it for like a year, I'm sure everyone's, everyone's vegan seems to think it's boss. I do it for a year. They yeah. all seem to think it's fucking amazing. So maybe I just love it. Like maybe that would be a good I'm, thing. I'm way too much of a pussy to give up meat. Like, it's, it's too much I of my diet. Too much. Like yeah. you know, bread and sandwiches are just very difficult things to yeah. happen. Like. I went quite different angle. I said the satisfaction of having a poo. You know, so like just, you know, just that, nothing that, but painful <laughs> poos. That you know that genuine paradise feeling when you just you 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 wait all day and you want to go home and just be in that zen zone. This podcast gets how many views usually? About twenty thousand. Yeah. 30,000 people in the comments will know exactly what I'm on about okay, let us know if you know what Bailey's on about and we'll leave that there um, brilliant on the bonus Q&A the other week he was going on about these tablets he has to yeah people yeah. were right on them stool softeners or something yeah, yeah. something like that yeah brilliant um, so questions coming up uh, if we only had, if you had one game of football you could relive uh, I think it's before you die what would it be um, any of the Red Men team getting subbed on for a corner kick in the 94th minute who would it be uh, if you could be bitten by a, any radioactive animal gain its powers what would that be um, and a whole load of others as well who would that be our five Liverpool penalty takers from the current squad uh, go to the redmentv.com and sign up for that also as I say don't forget to go to the Tokyo Time website and um, we'll put the links to all that and a code of course is redmen10 get a mitt the hat fit the so fit um, if you've got a, a head that suits hats then you should be all over Tokyo Time caps um, other than that guys thank you very much I've no thoroughly problem. enjoyed that. that up the mighty reds walk on Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.